Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior-friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. Hey, Nevin, thanks for coming on. What can I help you with? So I'd like to thank you, Don, for having me on the show today. Um, just as a quick background, I've been working with front-end development using React for a full year, self-taught. In March earlier this year, I began applying for jobs. But after 300 submissions using cover letters, I haven't received any responses or interviews. I sought advice, and the people I spoke with explained that networking is key. So I made a LinkedIn profile, and I've been trying to stay active since. I've connected with hiring managers and other developers to learn more. But so far, I feel like it hasn't helped. So my question today is, what can I do to network effectively to help me find my first job? What are you doing to network right now? So right now, I'm not posting as much as I should about my own projects, but I am trying to stay active with other developers. Um, what I have done was I'd find developers working on similar projects, front and full stack, and see their posts, comment on it, uh, find things that I like about it. And later on, I would message them just to try and start some conversation. You know, um, What's it been like as you for you as a developer? What have you been working toward? And I do that just to sort of try and build friendships in the community because the advice that I received was that you, you don't want to be like just trying to talk to people to try and like get connections in the jobs. You want to make friends in the industry. So that's what I've been trying to do. Okay. Are you doing this because you genuinely want to build up like those friendships or is it more of a strategy? I genuinely do. It's, it's both. Part of it is I know that I need connections to find a job. The job market is difficult right now. I've heard it's oversaturated. Uh, so it seems necessary. But I don't know many developers, and I'd like to change that. Uh, I do have a handful of friends from developers I've made, and they've been great to talk to, and I still talk to them each day. We help each other learn. And no, I genuinely appreciate that, having that. Okay. Um. Do you go to any meetups or local events? So that's the thing. I'm not able to attend any local meetups or find local jobs because I live in suburban Florida. Uh, so what I try to do is I try to join online meetups through meetup.com. I did find a group recently um, that I try to join like every Monday night. And I've met developers that way. But Okay. I've, been, I've made friends that way too. But yeah. Have you participated in any online hackathons? I haven't. Okay. I would look out for that. Um, okay. You know, like I, I host a hackathon once every three months. I don't think my hackathon is going to like really build you a lot of connections that you're looking for because it's a smaller hackathon. So uh, with that said, like I would aim for like a larger hackathon hosted. That's a little bit more of like an annual thing where and it, it's a it's a real legitimate hackathon where they're trying to connect aspiring developers or just developers in general with companies um a lot of times it's building you know like real solutions out um sometimes that's why companies will participate uh but like look for hackathons where there are partners where they're partnered with companies and recruiters will stop by or just like look at i mean if it's online they're going to be looking at some of the final projects and try to uh, just, you know, find specific developers and reach out to them. That's one method. But yeah, it's a little tricky. It's really 
beneficial to be able to meet people in person and establish those connections. Um, I'm glad that you are engaging on LinkedIn. Keep in mind, like, yeah, that type of engagement can take a little while to build up. Um, we'll get... Uh, I'll continue sharing advice on networking, but I want to really establish this. Um, we don't have enough time, but most people that are struggling to find a job, their resume doesn't really represent the skills that a lot of companies are looking for, or it doesn't represent the software engineer in the best light. Or even as a software engineer, sometimes people will cover their old industry and go too far into that on the resume. Um, so it really depends on the type of projects you build, how your resume looks, what type of companies you're applying to, and do they align with the projects that you've built? That's a huge one. Uh, most people, it, they don't align. They just apply to, again, like 300 companies, and but their, their projects and sometimes even their values, often their values don't even align with the company. So if you're going to continue to do the cold job search, definitely try to find the companies that really you would love to work at. Um, and you're probably applying to a lot of, um, not necessarily remote positions, but positions around the U S. Um, as far as networking, it's, it's a little tricky online. Um, do you live next to a big city where you can drive within an hour? The closest city is two hours away and I don't trust my car on the highway. Okay. That's what is that. Could I say something real quick? Yeah, go for it. Um, I realized that mass applying to jobs is not the way to go. So I've been trying to be a lot more personal. I've been changing my resume to fit each job posting that I find. Um, and I try to apply directly on the company's site and I put more effort into researching. So I'm applying for less jobs each week, but I'm trying to tailor it better. But I haven't noticed any results from that yet. What's your most impressive project? So I watched another podcast from you. Uh, I believe you're talking to someone called Scott on how do I find a developer job that I'm actually a good fit at? And you asked the same question. And I realized I don't have an answer to that because the projects that I've built were for the intention of learning. And I don't have a project that I actually resonate with or want to use on a regular basis. So I've been trying to... I've been exploring more about backend concepts and how to actually apply that to my own projects. And now I'm building a project that I want to actually use each day, but I'm not sure when that will be complete. You don't have to be the user either. You can be more open to another project where you just want to solve other users' problems. But yeah, I think that's going to be a big thing that's probably holding you back as well. Um, networking, I mean, it's going to be a little bit tricky. What you can do, I mean, you have a local area, you have local businesses, you can, these are just some things to stand out. Um you can just go to local businesses and offer to revamp their website for very cheap, right? I think that can go a long way in trying to understand the business needs and being able to, even just like being able to build a landing page. It doesn't really showcase your skills as much and hopefully you can get a little bit more of a complicated project than just a landing page. But talking to that business and offering a discount because I, I want to be able to measure like your increase in client conversion or signups or whatever, like being able to get that statistic and putting it on your resume for helping a local business that can go a long way. Um, you could even, if you are, you love this open source tool, this developer tool that you use every single day or every single week, you contribute to open source and like 
give back in that capacity. But I think it, I think where that can look good on your resume is of like, you really like the tool because I think the open source you contribute to says a lot about you as a developer. And it says a lot about like what you care about, what you want to build up, what you want to give back to. That's also another way that you can stand out. And I mean, like you can make connections. Um, like there are, um, there are people that have, gotten like full-time positions after they revamped a company's website the company was kind of just you know looking to see if like you know just a quick revamp but sometimes companies especially if they're a little bit larger if they like what you do it's kind of just a low risk for them um they might hire you on at least like part-time contract that can look really good for you but in terms of like the open source software that um being able to contribute to something a tool software that you love using that you want to see built up that says a story about you when you're applying for positions right it it does show what you care about and especially what you choose to contribute to like the different issues that can also say something about you as a developer Um, i would consider open source software that you might want to build up that can help you stand out because i think right now i mean locally you're limited and I think that's how you really build connections. So you might consider the things that we talked about, but I get this feeling that, um, I mean, just continue working with the LinkedIn, continue building up your connections, creating content, being transparent, sharing what you're doing. Um, that can help and that can build up kind of your self-branding as a developer over time. But... Yeah, I I have a feeling like you figuring out that one personal project that you really want to dive into that isn't just meant for learning, that speaks to like the kind of problems you want to solve. I think that's going to go a long way. I could definitely ask. There's actually a handful of companies around here that have outdated sites that I've checked. Um, I could walk in and probably ask. I do imagine it would have a really low chance of working. I did try this. I worked at a restaurant a year ago. And I tried the same thing because they had a very old looking outdated site, uh, though the owner didn't want that because I remember he remarked that it was just a restaurant and it wasn't a big deal. But I'm not sure how common that kind of response would be. I could find out, though. It definitely. Yeah. I'd, how did you sell it to him? I tried pointing out. There were things that the restaurant did. They had. um music playing every week they had they'd have a band come in they'd have performances um they'd have these dances and stuff like that they had a lot of features that the site just didn't talk about the site simply showed like an outdated version of the menu so i did two things i pointed out issues like the outdated menu and i said hey you have these features we could advertise them on this new version of the site if i created it for you Uh, but it wasn't enough to really sell the point forward so i like that you were already thinking of solutions for him. Um, ultimately, you know, a lot of business owners, especially small business owners, don't want a new website. They want um, something that's going to better their business. And so I think focusing on the features that you can build that represent the current state of the restaurant is a good idea. But also, I would add in, um, like, get some data around how conversions, how um eyes how visitors how new potential customers or how much new uh, potential customers this business could 
uh, have come into the restaurant if their website was SEO friendly, if their website did post relevant events, uh, maybe like even just getting a more of a social presence on Facebook. You'd even have like some integration in the website to be able to uh, put it on the website. But I think it's more about selling the idea of like how quantit- uh, quantitatively this business could improve if we got this new website up for you, if we improved your online presence, that goes a long way. And when you sell it like that, you'll get more yeses. But also it sounds like you kind of just tried this once and then didn't try it again. I should have. And I could. I still could today. Okay. So focusing on the numerical aspects, that's a big deal. I know you're supposed to do that with resumes too. Like I increased uh, something by this amount doing this thing for your projects. And I could take that when talking about revamping a company's site I think, yeah, I think, yes. And it's not always an improvement, but like, especially even if you build a personal project, this is just something minor, but if you build a personal project and you gain a user base and like, it depends on like what problem you're trying to solve, but it doesn't have to be like, I improved this based on a revamp. It could also be like, I solved this specific problem for this individual or this type of user um, in this way and you might be able to provide some quantitative data for that as well but even just like providing like hey i you know i have like 100 people using the 100 active users using my website right now continue to get in features and that creates a really interesting conversation in the interview as well but yeah i think um taking that idea from the resume putting it into trying to hook up with local businesses will go a long way and with open source there are a couple projects that are open source that I actually really like, um, but I haven't contributed to them. And I'm not sure why. I think I was intimidated by the fact that the code bases for them were so different from what I was used to working with, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't learn it. I should. And I would like to contribute to those so I can start working on that as well. Different how? In regards to... What is it? One of them doesn't use React. It uses Angular. That's not something that I've worked with before. And another one, or actually with both of them, they're both full stack. And a lot of the issues that I saw have to do with the backend. So I would need to learn more backend concepts if I wanted to help contribute to that. What kind of developer job are you aiming for? So originally I was seeking out front end React developer positions. But I'm noticing that with many of the job postings, when I try to look for those that are available, A lot of companies are looking for full stack, not front end. There are some front end openings, but a lot of it is full stack. And I wasn't sure how to actually get around this without going, okay, I'm going to learn backend concepts and start creating projects that use backend servers, databases, and put that on my resume. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, if you're applying to, if you're applying to full stack, a lot of times, I don't know, like I've, even when I do my uh, live streams and go through a bunch of job postings, there are a ton of front end focused positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I, I mean, I was looking across the United States. I'm not sure where you're looking, but there are, I, I do see more full stack positions available, uh, relatively speaking. And the backend language that's required. So a lot of companies are hiring for the stack that people are comfortable with already. A lot of companies don't really have the resources to ramp people up. They don't want to spend money. You know, companies are 
really tight right now, given uh, the current state of things. So it really helps to have experience with a stack that they're hiring for, but you can't really learn every stack and different companies are going to require different stacks. So I would really be careful about expanding into different stacks because if you expand, I would double down on that stack. Like at this point, you're, you know, like you're still a new developer. You still only did some learning projects. You haven't really even built kind of your capstone project, your really impressive project. So um, I would really consider what stack you want to double down on. And if you do have open source software that does require another framework, um, Angular is a little bit heavier. It's a bit of a learning curve. I'm not sure that time investment is even worth it. I would consider mm-hmm. an open source project where it does use React. Um, or double down on Angular and just try to aim for positions with Angular. I think it's going to make you a little less marketable. I'm not saying it's the position that you should take, but be careful about expanding to multiple stacks. All right. I'll stick with React then and try to focus on that. And for the stack, uh, I haven't looked at anything besides Express and MongoDB. I could look at something like Postgres, but I think that's mainly what I'm going to be working with for the back end. I haven't seen a reason to go out beyond that because a lot of full stack positions ask for express and mongodb okay that i find if if that's what you're finding then double down on that yeah okay cool what else i did have a question for you uh would you say uh just one moment yeah so i visited your linkedin profile earlier and i saw that uh was your first position a ui engineer in chicago Basically so what a would you say? Okay. What would you say helped you the most with getting that position? Something that you did? Yeah. Keep in mind, that was a long time ago. It was easier right. to get a job. But what really made me stand out is live streaming on Twitch. And I kind of just... I, I basically wanted to help other people. Like, whatever I learned, I would try to teach others. And mm-hmm. I'd also be transparent with how I thought through things. And so with my cover letters, I would actually mention my Twitch URL and the hours that I would stream and companies were welcome to just check it out. And uh, my that company did. He watched it. And I actually was able to skip the technical interview because they already saw my process, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and we just talked about like React and games. Like he was also, uh, my manager was also a Twitch user and loved gaming. We literally mm-hmm. play games uh, every week. And I, I found through that the interview process and just even finding the right company, the right fit, talking with the right software engineers. It's a lot of just talking with people, building connections um, and being able to have that casual conversation at where, you know, he or she wants to sit next to you seven to eight hours a day and can stand you. Like, that's a big thing, right? And so you just being able to build those connections like that, or even just in the interview process, being able to establish kind of just that um, casual relationship initially can go a long way. But I I really think, because I didn't, I applied for about six weeks after that. I did have a lot of projects, but I think I had like a project I was really interested in. And um, it was my capstone. It was like a Twitch analytics app. And I think that helped me stand out because a lot of, uh, in a lot of interviews, they asked about that project. And so having a project I cared about and I continued to double down on was very helpful as well. 
Okay. And it sounded like you and the manager would have made really great friends just from that interview you had. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, uh, me and this manager, we still play games once a week. We have it on our schedule. Yeah. So in that case, because I'm realizing now a lot of it does have to do with my resume and projects. I'm still new, but I need to really double down on what I build and try to stand out. Uh, do you think it's still worth applying to jobs every week or should I just be focusing on my projects for now? I would apply every week. You never know what you're going to get, okay. um, but you can keep it lighter, right? How many jobs are you applying to each week? So when I realized that mass applying was an issue, I started this two weeks ago. I was like, okay, I'll just apply to 15 jobs a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, if you, are you trying to get a job full time? Like, are you doing this eight hours a day? I'm aiming for full time, but I don't mind part time. I know that experience goes a long way. Uh, I probably could have asked that better. Uh, how much time are you spending each week coding and looking for developer jobs? Looking for jobs? Um, I don't do it by time. I do it by objectives. So with jobs, I would say if I'm maybe three or four hours a week. Uh, coding and spending included? No, not coding included. So coding, uh, coding, coding included is like, I would estimate around 20 hours a week. If I'm, I code for three to four hours every day. Do you have a part-time job? I could do Yes. I had to pick one up recently. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you did. Um, okay. Gotcha. So about like 20 hours per week, you can dedicate towards growing yourself as a developer and trying to find a job. Yes, roughly. Okay. 15 is too much. You're applying for way too many jobs. Cut that in half. All right. I can do that. So should I, should I round it on the seven or eight? Either. Okay. Pick one. That's your <laughs> choice. Right. Um, but yeah, usually if you're like really going at it full time, like you are treating finding a job, growing as a developer as a full time job, I would suggest going no more than 15 a week. 15 a week is a lot. It is. Yes. I try to put effort into every application, so it takes a long time. So I'll cut it in half and try to use that extra time towards just actually building things. Yes, that's what you should be doing, right? Think about your capstone yeah. project, what you want to build, and like you know, continuing to practice uh, data structures and algorithm problems on the side just a little bit, though. It should be, majority of your time should be spent towards project work at this point. So with hackathons... I don't actually know anything about them. Are, are they like coding challenges you have to do within a time frame? Basically, you just group up with people, people you don't even know, people yeah. you get to meet, and you just try to build a project within a day, within a week, within a month. Um, and I would look for like group hackathons specifically. I think that can... Okay. Uh, did, did you go to a coding boot camp or did you... Or actually, let me ask you this. Were you able to do any group projects with other developers? I've been volunteer. I can't speak much about it, but I've been volunteering with the company for three months now, and I work on that every week. Um, oh. But outside of that, no. Gotcha. Um, then with hackathons, um, I would definitely find a much larger hackathon where recruiters and companies are going to take a look at the participants. Um, and it could be a solo or a group. But yeah, okay. it's basically, you don't necessarily have to group. Like if you are volunteering for a company and you're working with other developers and you're, you are working with source control and you are 
you know, you kind of have like, you're getting experience with the agile process. You're getting experience with the scrum process. Um, that's all great things that you could kind of uh, get involved with, with a hackathon. So those things don't matter as much with a hackathon. It's more about exposure. Um, and you just building projects right. that companies and recruiters are going to look at. It could be a good way to build friends too. That does sound fun. I used to do uh, game jams. I'm still learning like game development on the side of it. And I used to do that a lot more about two years ago. Was that fun for you? It was, it was very stressful, but it was fun. Yeah. Okay. I think they're fun. Um, And I think being able to build stuff that you want to build is fun. Uh, But just being with a group of people that kind of just like are trying to grow in the same direction, just like build the same stuff. And like, you just vibe with that is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. when you find that group. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Okay. Time flew by. Um, any, any final question? Um, the, the questions I have would take like five minutes to talk through. So maybe another time. All right. Fair enough. Um, well, anyways, hopefully that was helpful for you, Nevin, but, um, yeah, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Joe. I'll work on all the points you listen. Awesome. Love it. Just